Hey everybody, Gerald here. Uh, we just wanted to do a standalone podcast to give some more instruction around uh, 31 days of prayer and specifically uh, as a Bridgetown family to doing fixed hour prayer. I mentioned this in the teaching on Sunday, but this idea, it's really a Jewish and Christian practice that has been happening for millennia, but it's new to most of us in the Protestant, evangelical, kind of West Coast uh, contemplative, charismatic stream. And it's just this idea of setting aside a time to pray morning, noon, and evening. And usually these prayers are scripture, praying a psalm in the morning, the Lord's Prayer at noon, and then we're going to teach you about the examine in the evening. And again, uh, we just believe at the beginning of 2021, uh, this is a natural time to reevaluate our lives, to make goals, um, to many are abstaining this month from alcohol or sugar or whatever. And we just thought this was a perfect time as a church family to refocus on prayer. Um, we want to, as a church family, reconnect with God and then ask him to move through us in our city, that his kingdom would come in Portland as it is in heaven. That's the dream. So we're calling this 31 Days of Prayer. And what I want to do right now is just unpack a little bit of this idea of what we call fixed hour prayer. Ruth Haley Barton describes it like this. She says, fixed hour prayer anchors our daily lives in rhythms of prayer, scripture reading, and silence, ensuring that we don't get too far into any day without reorienting ourselves to the presence of God. She goes on and says, praying at least some of the fixed hours in community can shape our identity as communities of believers. So a couple ideas there, but um, one of them is that fixed hour prayer anchors you in scripture, in silence, and in prayer. I mean, if you have it on your calendar and you're sticking with it for this month and maybe even beyond, you will every morning pray through a psalm. And at noon, you will recite the Lord's Prayer. And in the evening, you will take time for reflection. I mean, I love it. It's an anchor. If these are on my agenda, most likely than not, it's actually going to happen. But then there's another part too that she mentions. It ensures, fixed hour prayer ensures that we don't get too far in our day without reorienting ourselves to the presence of God. And this feels like really where I'm at and what I've been learning about in this past year. I just can't tell you how many times I get up, make coffee, pray through a psalm, connect with God, journal a little bit, reflect, and then go about my day. And by mid-morning, if you stop me and said, hey, what was it that you read this morning? What do you sense that God would say? I would be sitting there for quite a while. And sometimes I wouldn't even remember. But what I love about fixed hour prayer is it re anchors the soul back in God. If I'm going to pray at noon, it's going to kind of remind me again what's true about God, what's true about me, what's true about the world. Rather than just starting my day and then going on and getting busy and forgetting about God, it's a way to reconnect. I love that. And then finally, uh, in this quote that I read from Ruth Haley Barton, I love that she has an emphasis, and obviously this is deeply embedded into the monastic culture, but this emphasis of praying fixed hour prayers in community, that when we do this with others, we know that we're not alone. We're not alone 
in following Jesus and committed to his way. And we're not alone even with uh, COVID restrictions and most people working from home and all of that to come together. And we're doing this every day as a church throughout this month with Saturdays off for the Sabbath, but to come together in person with masks and distancing and all that kind of stuff is a powerful boost to my faith. I cannot tell you how many times I've come to one of these prayer meetings and I've been tired or I've been busy or whatever. And then I slow down and with a few of you, Bridgetown family, together, as we walk through an hour of prayer, it is deeply centering and empowering to continue living faithfully in the way of Jesus and in the way of love. So um, just a couple more thoughts about a fixed hour of prayer. Where did it come from? Um, all of that kind of stuff. It actually is no surprise to most of you that this is deeply rooted practice in Scripture. And this is actually a very old, um, yet for many of us, a new way of praying. Um, so the idea in, in Scripture we see in places like Psalm 55, where it says, But I call upon God, and He will save me, evening and morning and at noon. I utter my complaint and moan, and He will hear my voice. So there, David is alluding to this idea of fixed hour prayer in morning, noon, and evening. Uh, most famously, most of us know the example of Daniel, who played, prayed three times a day in spite of the threat to his life. You can see that in Daniel chapter 6. Also, Peter in the New Testament received his vision regarding Cornelius while he was saying midday prayers. You see that in Acts chapter 10. And then the first healing um, after the ascension of Jesus took place as Peter and John were on their way to three o'clock prayers in the temple in Acts chapter 3. So whenever we pray from the Psalms, we, um, as we have said earlier, are actually using the exact same prayer book Jesus and his disciples did. And I think when we get in this rhythm of fixed hour prayer, we're actually connecting with something that Jesus and even the early apostles did as well. So um, here's the simple invitation. Each morning, wake up, and read a psalm and make it your own. Um, I oftentimes will uh, be pray, I'll read through a psalm and sometimes I read through the first time and it just doesn't really connect. And then I read through it again. And kind of like with Lectio Divina, as I'm reading through it, I'm reading through it slowly. Um, I, sometimes I'm trying to read it out loud and I'm just looking for something there that connects with my soul. But um, by using a psalm, you are leaning on someone else's words when often in prayer, especially first thing in the morning, it's too hard for me and it's a difficult task to try and find words to connect with God. So by praying a psalm in the morning, you are relying on someone else's time-tested prayer and wording that you can use as a launch pad. So that's the ask for the morning. Try that. Pray a psalm each day. And again, if the first psalm doesn't connect, skip it and go to the next one, or maybe read it through a couple times. Um, but try that in the mornings. At noon, the ask is, the invitation is, that you would set an alarm on your phone, on your calendar, and at noon, just stand up from your desk, if that's where you're working, 
and recite the Lord's Prayer as a framework. Walk through Matthew 6 or Luke chapter 11 and pray the Lord's Prayer and just do it slowly as an opportunity to connect again with God. God as your Father, as close as the breath and the air on your skin, who has good for you, who is with you, just to reconnect with those realities as you use the Lord's Prayer for a framework. We'll be doing that together, um, as well as other prayer noon here at the church building, Mondays and Wednesdays, as we have been doing for a while. So come join us if you have the opportunity on Mondays and Wednesdays at noon. And then finally, something that is new for many of us is the prayer of examine. And the prayer of examine Um, simply, and this is on the prayer card that we have online, or if you want to pick up a prayer card here at the church, this has um, the prayer of examine on the back. It's basically following these four questions at the end of your day. So this could be um, the end of your workday or literally the end of your day as you're in bed and getting ready to sleep. But the, the idea of the examine is to go back through with the Holy Spirit your day and examine it. And we have four guiding questions for this. Number one, recall. Think through the key events and emotions of your day. Ask God to reveal his presence and activity. So God, would you help me to think back through today? What were the big events? What were the big emotions? And where were you? Where were you doing during those events? Secondly, It's an invitation to rejoice. Gratefully recall moments of his joy or moments of joy in your day. Thank God for his presence and any blessings that come to mind. So you've you've kind of recalled through your day and then find the ones that are moments of gratitude, moments where his presence was there, where his favor was there, what was good in your day, and rejoice in that with the Lord. Give him thanks. Next. Repent. As you've recalled your day, certainly there's going to be conversations, things said, done, or that you didn't say and do. And wherever you see um, those words, thoughts, desires, actions, or attitudes in your life that don't look like Jesus, simply confess that. Receive his grace. Ask for his spirit to empower you. And finally, renew. With hope, consider tomorrow. Ask for wisdom, strength, and boldness to walk in his way in the day to come. What would you do differently tomorrow than you did today? And that's it. That's the examine. So again, our hope and desire is that as a church family, we lean into this during this 31 days of prayer and try this out, morning, noon, and evening. And we think, and I'm hoping even in my own life, the examine is new for me. I've done it before, but probably once or twice. I've never done a whole month of it. And I'm really hoping that this Um, does something in me. I love this kind of reflection, and I don't normally 
Uh, I'm not that kind of reflective person. And so I love this exercise to help me really think through each day to evaluate it, to give thanks. So I hope that um, some of these new practices will be sticky for you more than anything. I hope that you feel connected to God and then through that connection, compelled back out to love our city well. So I hope this has been helpful for you. Really excited for this month ahead with you guys.